This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now on Joy 94.9, this is The Glow Show with your host, Victoria Police LGBTI Liaison Officer, Gabrielle Tyak, Joy's own Will Lanting, with a range of Victoria Police staff and Joy volunteers coming together to inform and support our diverse LGBTI communities. Here is The Glow Show on Joy. And welcome to The Glow Show, Joy 94.9. I'm Will and always... I'm by Gabby. How are you today, Gabby? I'm wonderful because this week is Idahobbit week. It is. Oh, that, that, that's going to have to have a little... Uh, yes, it does. It <laughs> deserves it. It is Idahobbit week. And uh, so what does Idahobbit stand for? International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Intersexphobia and Transphobia. And the Victoria Police celebrate very well, don't they? Well, yeah, we do. We recognise that day in a lot of ways, in a lot of different places. And we'll talk about that in a little bit because in the studio with us today is Assistant Commissioner Commissioner Lisa Hardiman. We have an Assistant Commissioner in. Welcome, Lisa. Acting Assistant Commissioner. Yeah, we've got to say acting. It's acting at the moment. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for joining us. Yeah, and with Lisa, I can't believe it's taken me this many years to get you in the studio. I don't know why. I honestly don't because I've wanted to talk to you for a very long time about all the many things you have done. Uh, thank you, Gabby. It's uh, yeah, it's wonderful to be here and uh, um, it's uh, lovely to have a chat to, to you and Will. Yeah, well, now, now this is the first time you're on The Glow Show, so we always traditionally ask, how did you come about joining the police force? And what was your brief, just a brief overview of your career to where you are now as Acting Assistant Commissioner? Yeah, certainly. Um, so I joined in 1983. Mm-hmm. Uh, I originally tried to join when I left school, but then you had to be 21 if you're a female and 18 if you're a male. Uh, and I'd always wanted to be a policeman as I was growing up. Uh, finally joined the academy in 1983, and uh, uh, I had hoped one day to become a detective senior constable because that's all I could see about you know with women in the organisation. Um, and uh, so I've made my way through now to um, 36 years in the organisation, and um, my current rank is a commander of Northwest Metro, um, but I'm currently in the, the very awkward role uh, for um, at least six months uh, or until it's filled. So, Lisa, can you explain what Variac is? Because a lot of our listeners probably don't understand that acronym. Certainly. So, um, Victoria Police, uh, a number of years ago, commissioned the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission to uh, compile a report on um, on um, sexual harassment in the workplace. Um, so, it's Variac is the the organisation that did that for us. And, and since we've had two reports released um, from Varioc and each time we've had someone in the studio talking about the results of that report. So hopefully in the near future, we might have something else to mention about Varioc and, uh, and another report that might have occurred at Victoria Police. Yeah, so um, we're, we're expecting the phase three report, uh, which is in its final stages of um Compilation um, by Verioc. Uh, I'll have that shortly for the pre-reads before it gets um, released later this year. So the plan is to get Lisa back in the studio then with um, 
uh, Luke Cornelius. Yep, happy to. Assistant Commissioner as well, uh, to talk about what those results are because it's focusing on LGBTI employees in Victoria Police. So it should be a very interesting results and, and then the response from Victoria Police will be even more interesting. Yeah, so um, the, the phase three will be um, an advancement on obviously phase one and two, um, but it also has a focus on LGBTIQ communities. Mm, very so interesting. Just listening to this very briefly, how's it improved, say, over the last three decades? Where do you think we've come from? Where do you think we are now within the Victorian Police Force? What can you say about that? Oh, there's no comparison. <laughs> yeah. um, early on in my career, uh, we were, uh, when I'm my very first station, I was one of the first women to have gone to that station. So um, you had to fit in and be one of the guys um, in order to be able to survive the early stages of the career, my career. Now you look around, we've had a female chief commissioner, uh, we've had uh, two female deputy co- commissioners, um, we've got a number of assistant commissioners. Um, would never have happened in my early day. Uh, we've, since the initial Veriac report come out, the percentage of women in leadership positions has increased significantly. Uh, we're on a, um, a really big uh, recruiting campaign to try and get more diverse people, so more women, more culturally diverse, more LGBTI people into the organisation because we know that more diversity that we have, the stronger we are as an organisation and the the better we can service the community. And better experiences they bring as well, which Absolutely. is very important. Yeah. Um, and our workplaces now, um, even just since the report came out, are much more healthy. They're more respectful. Um, people um, have, have really reflected on the way in which the organisation used to be, which was quite harmful, and, and now we're, we're improving. We're not there. I'm not going to, to say that we're, all, we're there, but we're, no. we're better. Do you think that certain police uh, who are, say, from my community uh, can now easily go to a police officer from an ethnic community and say, I've got an issue at the moment, I'm dealing with this person, A, can you assist me, or B, can you handle it? And I was, do you have that more working together scenario now with the more diverse members in the force. Are you finding that? Yes, absolutely. So um, we've got a a number of different networks within the organisation as well to support people from different communities. Uh, And uh, the idea is that we will be able to interact more in the workplace to address specific community uh, issues, um, but also be able to, um, to engage with each other in a healthier way. Victoria Police mirrors the community in a lot of ways, including the fact that we know that if we are able to provide a really good service to our community, we have to be made up of what the community is made up of. And, and like you just said, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get more people from various backgrounds into Victoria Police so that everyone feels comfortable coming to us and reporting to us. But a lot of the work we're doing, some of it may be even be ahead of what community expectations are. We can be a leader in some of these areas, including um, the way we look at social media, uh, the way we treat each other, uh, because social media has been a big problem with how people treat each other poorly. And we're a lead in, in a lot of those ways to make sure that if, if we treat each other well in Victoria Police, then we'll, we will treat the community better as well. Absolutely. Um, and we've been um, embracing social media of late. Mm-hmm. Um, every uh, local government area or, or police service area has their own iWatch um, page, which allows us to to um, put up positive stories about things that we're doing. I think, Gabby, you've been on it a number of times with the work that you do um, as a GLOW um, or in the GLOW network. 
Um, we use it for um, trying to hunt down people that we're looking for or, you know, suspects and those sorts of things. And it, and it's really quite popular a way of, of getting out on that social media. Plus the Victoria Police uh, Media and Corporate Communications area are heavily into social media and, and using that to the best of our ability. You're in the Glow Show, Joy, 94.9. We have Acting Assistant Commissioner Lisa Hardman in the studio this evening. Uh, now, we've just been talking about social media and we also talked about it last week and there's quite a number of community pages that are out there at the moment and the first thing that I come comes to mind is that you know they've sort of replaced neighborhood watch do you find that these community driven pages help or do they hinder the police force work and you know do you see a necessity for them do you think maybe some more work needs to be done together you know how do you see this um i think some of the community forums are, are very positive but then there are others like in a former place that I was working as a superintendent the community had one that was actually quite um, dis- well not quite wasn't helpful to Victoria Police wasn't helpful to other members of the community it was all most vigilante style so when you get to those sorts of pages they're not healthy they're not healthy for the people that are in them mm. or the or the community that, that they're part of so uh, some I think there are pages that can be really positive uh, if they're used in the right way and they have the right people they're administering. Right people are managing it. Yeah, but yeah, conversely, they can be, you know, very dangerous as well. Absolutely. Something that we all need to keep an eye out on within the community, yeah. We're always looking to improve our services for everybody in the community and we've um, taken a lead in, for example, the Varioc report in, in employing or hiring Varioc to work with Victoria Victoria Police to put out these studies and results so we can improve our services. So I think that's something that I'm, as a Victoria Police officer, I'm very proud of that we do, that we take we take a lead to try to get ahead of things and improve the things that people see us as doing wrong. Yeah, um, I think we're really lucky to have a Chief Commissioner in Graham Ashton that uh, is on the front foot uh, with the Varioc report and the recommendations and making sure that we do our best to, to fulfil all of those recommendations because he is absolutely a champion of a healthy workplace and making sure that everybody that comes to work, whether you're um, part of the LGBTI community, whether you're female, whether you're one of the other diverse uh, groups that we've identified within our organisation, he wants you to come to work, be safe and go home safe. It's amazing. Uh, I think uh, I'm heading off to um, uh, Toronto next month. Uh, we've got an international policing conference and myself and uh, Assistant Commissioner Neil Patterson uh, is doing some pr- presentations uh, representing Victoria Police and we're, we're going to be talking on the world stage about what Victoria Police is doing and, and hopefully we can leave that conference really proud as as leaders of making these changes within the organisation. I can tell you uh, one of the firsts uh, across Australia, and that is the uh, the strategy that uh, was uh, released last late last year, the LGBTI Strategy and Action Plan, we're the, the only police force in Australia that have done it. So really big um, accolades to Victoria Police for looking and, and saying, how can we do our business better? How can we support our people better? That sort of brings a little question that comes to mind. The reason I love the Victorian Police and the reason I'm really driven to do the Glow Show is that I have had the privilege of travelling the world, been to many diverse, various countries around the world, uh, 
not that I've had direct experience with police force around the world, but you can get a sense of, you know, who they are and what they're like. And in, and in some countries you can be in danger, especially if they mm. know who you are. Absolutely. And yes, I've visited many diverse countries on many various levels of danger. Do you think the Victorian police, you, you're certainly quite confident that we're the best in Australia when it comes to inclusiveness, you know, both within the LGBTI community and um, the multicultural community and other various areas. Do you think we're world leaders or not Not me, you are saying we, but you guys, do you think you're world leaders in when it comes to these initiatives and what you do with Veriarch, et cetera? Well, we certainly know that um, that we're leaders in Australia. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't tell you around the world because I haven't sort of done that research, but we're certainly leaders in Australia about more inclusive workplaces and, and uh, that's on the back of, as I said before, Graham Ashton's stance around um, making us a, an employer of choice and a, and a safe employer of choice. No, that's excellent. Uh, you're listening to The Glow Show. We have Acting Assistant Commissioner Lisa Harden, Harding? Hardman? Hardeman. Hardeman. I'll get it eventually. I'm really good at names. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to The Glow Show, Joy 94.9. You're listening to The Glow Show on Joy. Back soon. Your community is our business. Joy 94.9. Welcome back. This is The Glow Show on Joy. Joy 94.9 on The Glow Show with Will and Gabby and we're speaking to Assistant Commissioner Lisa Hardiman who've been talking about all the wonderful things that Victoria Police is doing to be more inclusive, whether it be working with the public but also for our own employees and patting ourselves on the back with all the great work we're doing, which, you know, we are. You are doing However, it. we've also got to acknowledge that not everyone thinks that we are and some people still have bad experiences with police or have bad perceptions of police. So we're always working to be better. So we, we're not there yet. We're trying to get there. Absolutely. Um, I know uh, with our the LGBTIQ community, um, historically, um, there, there was poor service from us. Um, we have had a an, uh, LGBTIQ network um, of external people that have, um, we've had that uh, network for a long time uh, and Priority Communities Division are, are certainly um, really working hard in that space now. Jen Dixon um, is our, our... A regular with the show, of course. Regular, I, yeah. I thought she would be. We love Jen. Um, but, you know, we're really um, making inroads. There was um, Lucinda Nolan's apology in relation to Tasty uh, Nightclub a couple of years ago. Which On the 20-year anniversary. Yep. So that was acknowledging our role in, in that space. We're continuing to work with, with the LGBTIQ community to make sure that our relationship's better, to um, give the, the community satisfaction that if they come to the police that we'll do something about it. Um, because we, we're aware that there is the potential for significant underreporting of crime um, from the LGBTIQ community because they don't trust us. So we're, we're working hard to build that trust. Do you think a key area of youth is uh, a bit of a problem still where some young kids uh, who are recognise themselves as LGBTIQ may still not have the, the confidence to come to the police force? Do you think that is a problem or is it something you're continuing to work on? Oh, we're always working. Yep. Um, we're always working on um, being more accessible to all parts of our community. Um, I would have thought just um, anecdotally that it would be the older members of community that were, were not serviced correctly by P Victoria Police uh, when they were younger as opposed to youth coming through now. Uh, I think um, youth across um, the whole of the community have a, a very different perceptions from from people that are a bit older. So... Yeah, we've always identified it as, as 
two tiers. You know, we, we've seen that youth do have some trouble going to the police. Now, whether that may be uh, driven by sort of some cultural things within their parents and they amplify it because it's an LGBTIQ issue, uh, they may not have this confidence to go to the police. And we also identify that the older people through history yep. have problems. So we, we clearly define those two areas. So let's just start with the youth. What's some of the messages? Because we do get a lot of young people listening to Joy. So what would be the first thing you would say to someone who's uh, in their teens, who are discovering themselves, who may be involved in a in a being assaulted, for example, or being um, attacked for who they are, Yep. what message would you have for them to, to give them the confidence to go to the police? Yeah, certainly. Um, they, if, if you're a victim of crime, mm-hmm. the, the people that can help you are the police. Yep. We can't help you if we don't know. Um, and the only way that we can know is for you to ring us up or, or to come into a police station um, and, and tell us about what your experience is. Um, and um, I am sure that... Um, the majority of Victoria Police, and I can't say all, the majority of Victoria Police will um, do what they have to do to help you. If you don't get the service that you want from that person, there is a GLOW network out there that would be available in nearly every police station, or if not a neighbouring police station, that would be able to help you out. And you can obviously get uh, contact with the GLOW online too if you, absolutely. you have any issues. So now taking that to our next tier of people, what message would you have, and I imagine it's a very similar message, but what would you say to a senior person who's had a rough time three, four decades ago, they're now elderly and senior and they may have that in-depth in fear or uh, reluctance to communicate with a police officer? Absolutely. Um, it's the same sort of message and, mm. and the GLOW um, network is uh, really supportive in that space. Um, so they have uh, extensive training. They're committed to, to being a GLOW as part of their, their duties. Um, and if that's your first point of call, uh, they will direct you in the right in the right direction. You're on the GLOW show, Join 94.9. We're talking to Assistant Commissioner Lisa Hardiman. We've been talking about um, how the LGBTI community can interact with police, um, which has been very interesting. We always want people to feel safe and comfortable talking to us. But I think now I want to turn to you um, because you've got a very interesting history. Uh, I know you're a very big um, supporter and fan um, of the Western Bulldogs. I love the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, and been involved... Uh, 2016 uh, AFL Premiership and there then uh, the 2018 Women's uh, Premiership last year. So Indeed, they've been going well. years for the girls. Yeah, so and you've been involved in women's football for many, many years, um, playing, coaching and captaining Victorian teams. Uh, and you've recently received an award in relation to this. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, I started playing football in uh, 1988 when the league was very small. Since then, um, did a fair bit of work playing um setting up um, an interstate competition. Um, I was the president for a number of years uh, and I'm very lucky to have received uh, quite a few awards as a result of both um, football and policing. Um, so I'm a life member of the, the Victoria Women's Football League, or it's now um, uh, AFL Victoria. Um, so I'm a life member there from the football component. Uh, I was admitted to the Victoria Police Sporting Hall of Fame in 2017 for services to women's football. Um, and uh, recently, this year on uh, International Women's Day, I uh, was inducted into the uh, Victorian Women's Hall of Fame uh, uh, for services to both policing and football. 
I think we need a cheer for we that do, one. We do need Congratulations. a cheer. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I'm not the best footballer in the world. I'm, I'm even too fragile to play darts. So, yeah, I don't know how well I'd go out in a footy field. <laughs> yeah, so uh, lucky. Yeah, well, that's amazing. I mean, back in when you first started in playing football, and there w- wasn't much support around at all, and you were one of the leaders to make to drive that and to really be involved in making it become what it is today. Absolutely. In my time uh, when I was president, we, we did a, a lot of work around growing the sport. As I said, um, was uh, one of the two people that established the interstate carnival. Uh, Barb Hampton was the other one, uh, and myself, uh, and uh, so really. Um, had a lot of doors slammed in our faces in the early days about trying to progress the sport. I was told that women's football would never be uh, anything and so uh, when um, the AFLW launched uh, I was a pretty happy, proud person. How wrong could they be? I How tell wrong you. could they be? The fastest growing sport of uh, anybody, male or female. That and is we, fantastic. And we love it. And we love it. Well, how, uh, where do you see the future of uh, AFL Women's Footy? Now we're turning this into the footy show. <laughs> Bigger than the men's. <laughs> um, where do I see it? I, I would really love um, for the sport to be not tucked in between the tennis and the and the start of the men's mm-hmm. competition. They're, they're going to conferences. They're, there's an extra four teams coming in next year. I think it's really getting to the stage where uh, it becomes the main women's competition for the year that's run uh, in conjunction with the, with the AFL. They're, they're starting to get enough teams now uh, and I think it has. they have to get serious about where the sport's going. It's going to continue to grow. The problem we have at the moment is that um, it's growing so quick there's not enough uh, suburban grounds to have both boys and girls playing on them so uh, I can see it just continues to grow it's such a great sport to play. No fantastic now just to come back to the police force a little bit um, (laughs) since we are a police show one of the one of the things that's resting on my mind my soul at the moment is um, the great work that you're doing with Veriarch the 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 changes uh, the infrastructure that you've put in place for both the LGBTI community, uh, the diverse ethnic communities we have and, and many other uh, diverse communities out there. In the Australian political scene and certainly in the American and some other countries in Europe, we're seeing a great emergence of right-wing activity, some very nasty, nasty, horrible politics coming into our society. And it's giving those undesirables you know, power and strength to push some of the good work that you and we have all done over the decades. Um, do you, A, feel this is a problem within the Victorian police and also generally our community? And or and do you see will we always win the war against these, this right wing? Do you think it's just something that's passing in our politics now? That's a really good question. I know uh, in my um, substantive role, I work in Northwest Metro, um, we've done a lot of work with the big left-right protests that occur in the city. There's a, takes up a lot of resources and a lot of planning um, and they can both be as vocal, vocal mm. and violent as each other. I think we saw um, in New Zealand with extreme right um, what what can happen when, when there are people that are that extreme. Mm. Uh, and then obviously we, we see what happened in Sri Lanka with, uh, you know, completely the other way around um, uh, the terrorists and um, I believe that they were Muslim. So when anybody that gets to that set of extremism, be it left, right or multicultural, they're dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and you see it in America as well with um, the school shootings and those sorts of things. Uh, 
they once there's a mindset that's that extreme, they can go down that path. So I think it's something that isn't going to go away. People with extremist views. I was going to say, do you think this is a passing challenge for all of us? I think it's been around for a long time. It's just... um, It has a platform too. It has a platform and and we label them and and, um, so... So this will be some of our challenges in the future is to deal with these lunatics. It's certainly a challenge for us. Um, We we have um, a whole um, area of the organisation that looks at um, all sorts of extremism, and, and they're very busy. Because it is great work that the Victorian police have done. It is, and I, I get to see it all the time. The general community may not get to see what goes on within, but and I do through Gabby and yourself, uh, and on many other levels. It is fantastic work. Acknowledgement has been the biggest and the best thing that you've done for my community. Uh, but, you know, I just hate to see a lot of that great work undone by getting poisoned within, and I think that's a war that we all need to learn to fight for in the future. Yeah, the important thing in this conversation is that we need people to tell us any bit of information that they have that may absolutely. prevent any crime from occurring, particularly with these extremist groups. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and we can only do our job when, when the community are working with us. Um, so the more that they tell us, the, the better we can do our, our job and, and to protect them. And we'll make the world a better place oh, altogether. Lisa, thank you so much for coming tonight. It was really lovely to meet you. Lovely having you in the studio. And please show your support for Ida Hopper Day all around the state. Go to anything that you can and be involved. Everybody, you stay safe and be good out there this week. And you too, Gabby, you stay safe. And, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again one day, Lisa. I'm sure you will. Very shortly, for sure. You've been listening to The Glow Show on Joy 94.9. That's it from us today. Thanks for listening to another Glow Show on Joy. Tonight's episode has just been loaded to the Joy website and our podcast feed on iTunes. So if you missed anything important, you can hear it again now. Please support the volunteers who make the Glow Show happen by subscribing to our podcast and sharing them with your friends on social media. The Glow Show is produced by Will Lansing and Gabrielle Tyak and edited weekly by me, Jason Gibbs. See you next time on Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.